This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. It's never too late. Like you're never too old or you're never too late to go back and like do what you love or start a new passion or like you would start a new podcast or time is now. So don't feel like you're late. Wanting to do a podcast, it was because I wanted to be that person for someone else, for someone that was listening, who felt a little lost or just needed to feel like they had a friend on the other side of that microphone or on the other side of that radio or their headphone. Like they were not the only ones going through the things that they were going through. Strong as hell. You know, I had to dig my freaking heels and like find a way. I know I know that I did wallow a lot, but I'm just someone that I just finally woke up one day and I was like, I have no choice. I have to get better. It's going to be an interesting one for all of us today, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole and I are both here for now, uh, but we have some news. So I'm going to let Nicole take the floor, but there's going to be some changes made as we were talking about in the last podcast and it's all going to be great, but we yeah. just wanted to, you know, tell our, tell our listeners first. So Nicole, you want to tell everyone what you're what you've been thinking yes. about lately? Yes, definitely. So I've loved, oh my god, being on this podcast with you so much, and you've given me like such great ad- advice and tips throughout these months. And I've loved growing this little community of followers that we've gained. It's been so much fun. It's been like the best like end of quarantine and like hobby mm-hmm. and like pastime. But honestly, I miss journalism, and that's what I did before The Bachelor. So I was like really on a path before The Bachelor to do reporting, journalism, social media, and producing all those types of things. And I took a break and of course the pandemic hit. So I became like a full-time content creator. And then like Sid, like Sid over here, like we had to like evolve our career paths because of COVID. Yeah. And then this amazing podcast has been amazing, but now I'm gonna start, I'm thinking about the future. So I'm gonna take this next step and go full-time into the workforce again which is crazy so I'm going to be leaving the podcast unfortunately but I love you guys so much and I'm going to be working possibly full-time for a local Miami news station which is really exciting so you guys are still going to be able to like follow me and like I'm still going to be posting updates and news probably even more than ever like how I was with like my little like what's cooking segment on the pod but yeah so this is going to be my final episode which is now I'm like super depressed and sad. Saying I know. That. Of course, because I'm always sentimental. And I'm always like, I get attached. Yeah, I know. We'll have you absolutely come back. It won't be the end for mm. Nicole on this podcast. I, I mean, this was hard for both of us. I know. Everyone has to respect where people are at in their lives and like what is working for them. And for Nicole, she just wants to pursue other things. And that's more than okay. We just wanted to talk to you about it because I didn't want yeah. you guys to think like, oh, did they get in a fight? what happened why aren't they doing anymore Mm -hmm. because that's the last thing that's what's happening so yeah nicole how do you feel um about this next step love i want to give whatever i do next 100 percent. and the podcast even though it it is just like a little bit it's like two hours of our week but honestly like Mm -hmm. that is like a lot of time when i need to be focusing especially once i get this new job i'm gonna be literally on call basically like writing posting like doing videos and i need to give 100 percent to that and yeah, I'm just looking for the next chapter. It's like literally the beginning of January. So I'm starting fresh. And I'm the type of person, I'm kind of different than you. I have ADD. I need structure. I need like something to like really structure me every day. And being my own like boss and like just like have like working from home just isn't for me. Like for some people mm-hmm. it is. But I definitely miss having that structure, clocking in, like doing my work. Like, and it's what I studied. Yeah. I studied broadcast journalism. 
and writing and all that. Yeah, I think that's a really awesome. And I'm glad that you're, you're doing this for yourself because I think what we learned last year is that everyone needs to kind of stay true to who they are and you're allowed to make changes and things are allowed to be short-lived and you're allowed to shift and make decisions that are going to work best for you. And I'm, I completely respect it and I'm, I wish you all the best. And I hope (laughs) that this new path is going to be everything that you want it to be. And I've enjoyed every second that we've had together. We're still obviously going to be friends and hang out and talk, but um, (laughs) nothing's going to change, but I'll miss you. And I just really appreciate that you started this with me. Just no hard feelings. And we wanted just to make sure that our, our beanies knew that it wasn't about them (laughs) at all. This is just about Nicole respecting where she needs to be at. Exactly. And I honestly think even the more we had these insightful conversations, the more I realized kind of what I want to do in life. It's almost like it was meant to be that we started this podcast because it really has guided me (laughs) like all like, just from our own like listeners and from talking with you weekly, it's been like our little therapy sessions. And I think it's because of that that has led me to this moment, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And who would have thought, because I didn't even see yeah. myself back in October when we launched the pod. Like I didn't even think I'd be in this position today. So I just want to thank you for leading me yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> and I'm, giving me this opportunity. Of course. <laughs> we'll definitely have you back on because I'm going to keep the yeah. podcast going um, so we, you can kind of, check us in, see what you're up to and give us some insight on this new career path. 100%. But it's going to be awesome. awesome. You guys can still follow me, Nicole Lovar, <laughs> for all my... Yeah. Drop the handle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can still follow yeah, exactly. Nicole on Instagram. She's very, yes. very exciting all the time. <laughs> She'll keep us up to date. For sure. But yeah, so this will be Nicole's last Aww. episode. Um, but and then we have we to figure out on trekking. Um, your name, like the new. Yeah, just the, that's the thing. I just had to figure out what we're gonna call this. But oh, I'm staring at your perfect complexion. <laughs> Once a week. So Nicole, any last words for the listeners? Any you know piece of advice for like how you came to the decision? How do you know when you know to make those mm-hmm. changes in your life? Any last words of advice? My advice is to yeah not be afraid to fall even to fall back on like your path like because sometimes life you never know what's going to happen like you might lose a family member or like get a new job or like a new opportunity like the bachelor might come and kind of like take you off the path but it's never too late like you're never too old or you're never too late to go back and like do what you love or start a new passion or like you would start a new podcast or there's just you know like the time is now so don't feel like you're late or if you want to go back to college or go to nursing school just do it like it doesn't matter how old you are you could always follow your dream. Yeah, everything happens on your own timeline. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what it is, and staying true to that, I think, is an awesome sentiment to leave us off on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Nicole, good luck. Hey, we love you, you so much. much. Girl. I love and you too. I love you, beanies. Go kill it. You guys beanies. are still beanies. They won't be forever. beanies anymore. We'll have to call them something else. <laughs> but they're still beanies. But yeah, <laughs> I still see them. They're still beanies in our, in our heart. <laughs> yeah, they'll be your beanies yeah. for sure. All right, Nicole, I love oh, you. Love I'll you talk too, to you girl. soon. Love you. Bye. Bye. Okay, well, it's just me now, you guys. Um, I promise you that every episode won't just be me talking to the abyss. It will always have amazing guests, all of the good stuff. I just wanted to make sure we had Nicole on to kind of explain what she was going through, what her mindset was around leaving, and kind of what she saw herself doing. So she will no longer be a part of Black Beans and Rice And that is more than okay. Wish her all the best. Obviously, she will still remain one of my amazing friends. 
Um, but now it'll just be me, you, and whoever we're bringing on to this thing. So I'm really excited for what this is going to be. Um, but looking back, so I was originally last year, I don't know if all of you know this, I was doing a podcast with someone that I had met on Instagram and I've had two really great, I've had two relationships this year come out of Instagram. One of them was my boyfriend. So obviously that one went really well. And the other one was me just kind of taking a chance with this girl that I hadn't met before who had already had a podcast and it's always been my dream to have one. I was just always scared to do it by myself or just start something brand new because that can be scary. And then you can have a lot of imposter syndrome or wonder if anyone would even listen. So I had a lot of fear around that and someone kind of invited me in and I took it and it was great for a while. I got my feet wet with the whole podcast thing. Um, but we just did not align in almost every way. Uh, we butted heads a lot and it got to be towards the end of me working with her that I couldn't fully trust what she was doing and the decisions she was making and what she was probably doing behind my back. So luckily I saw my way out of that relationship because it started to get worse for her online after that. So I'm happy with that decision, but you never know what the decisions you're making, whether they're the right choice or if you're making a huge mistake or if you're holding yourself back. Um, so that was a hard decision for me to make, but ultimately looking back, I definitely needed to make that one. So then cut to me wanting to still do a podcast. I just remember so many times in my life when I first started getting into them, I would always just put a podcast on, go on a long walk. And it was always when I was in a really dark place or just didn't know the direction that I wanted to go with my life. Um, being in the entertainment industry and dancing, there's always auditions and always a lot of unknown and putting yourself out there and a lot of times hearing no or being told why you're not good enough and so many things like that. So I would always be in my head a lot in between jobs or in between auditions and really needing some guidance and some direction. So for me, that was podcast. I fell in love with just listening and kind of letting them take me where they needed to take me. A lot of times I felt like I would press play on certain things and then hear exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. So I've always been connected to them. They've always been a huge part of my life ever since I got into them a few years ago. So for me wanting to do a podcast, it was because I wanted to be that person for someone else, for someone that was listening, who felt a little lost or just needed to feel like they had a friend on the other side of that microphone or on the other side of that radio or their headphones. And to felt like they were not the only ones going through the things that they were going through. So I wanted to be really open about this transition and so cutting back to my story, um, when I wanted to start a second podcast, I thought obviously I'd want to work with my best friend from the show. We went through some amazing times together. We learned a lot together. We were in similar places in our lives. And so Nicole was the obvious choice. Um, unfortunately, obviously, it didn't turn out how I would have liked it to have gone. Um, I wanted to do this with a friend. You know, I've always loved podcasts, which is like listening to best friends, you know, talk with each other and just have a great time. But I think looking back now, I probably should have started this on my own. I think when I started the second podcast that I was, again, leading from that place of fear, not really believing in myself that I could do this on my own. And I think now with how it's kind of worked out, this is me being pushed in the direction of 
you know, taking that chance and believing in myself and knowing that I am fully capable of doing this, running something on my own, and that this will be about us, the people listening, about me, and just learning from amazing people that I'm going to have on this podcast. I'm going to continue forward. We just don't have a name. Everything else will stay the same. We'll still have amazing guests on. We'll still have people from Bachelor on. We'll still have a fun time every week. It'll just be me kind of leading us in that direction and bringing some amazing people on. It won't always be Bachelor. I know we love a good Bachelor guest. They'll still be on this podcast. I just want to find really incredible people. That's what my favorite thing about podcasts is that it was always people that I didn't necessarily know or things that I could learn or just people to be inspired by. People that have gone through amazing stories and journeys and that doesn't always mean that they were on The Bachelor and that's okay. So we're going to open this up to a lot of incredible people. I just need to figure out what the heck we're going to call it. And speaking of incredible people, we have an amazing guest on today. I wanted to not skip a beat in recording and continuing this journey. So we have Olivia Greedy from Ben Higgins season on the podcast. She's incredible. She's a really dear friend from the show. She's been through some hard times and I felt like this would be the perfect guest to have on for an episode like today. So without further ado, let's keep the show on the road. Uh, here's Olivia. Love you guys. Please share this episode with your friends. Please keep listening. I know that it won't be this dynamic duo anymore, but I promise, promise, promise that this will be an incredible experience for all of us and that we will grow together and hopefully learn and develop and figure out life together and have fun while we're doing it. So that's it for me for now. Here's Olivia. So this is a special, interesting, different episode. It's kind of an in-between episode. And I was racking my brain for who to have on this episode because I needed someone that would understand what I was going through, who has gone through these ups and downs in life as I know you have, and someone that handles it beautifully like you do. So that's exactly why I thought of you right away, Olivia. So thank you so much for being here. To help and be, um, <laughs> I don't know, to help make this transition yeah, you're going to hold my hand through it. Hey, I wish I had someone to hold my hand. So that's all I can say. We're here, baby. We are here. We are still rocking. So I wanted to keep this kind of like around the transition theme, but we can't talk to you and about transitions without talking about obviously you, your time on The Bachelor. Um, but I want to know before you went on that show, like who was Olivia before she went on that show and why did you decide to ultimately take that next step to go on national television? Yeah. Uh, so I was 23 back then, which was crazy, but like I'm from the South. So if people got married at 23, like out of college, that was no big deal. Not that that was ever a dream of mine, but just like as a means of why I went on so young. But I was, I was a news anchor before the show and I got definitely caught up in the whole like working 24 seven, never thinking about romance, that kind of thing. Um, and then there's a fun fact that my parents were the first couple to be married on television. What? And so I always like, I've lived in the clouds, right? Like romantically speaking, I get to watch my parents' love story on TV. Like it's so fun. Um, and I also watched The Bachelor my whole life, never had any goal to get on it. Um, but I think in a way, my, my mom and my sister were kind of talking, like not behind my back in a malicious way, but they were like, you know, we're worried about Olivia. Like she's never going to meet anyone. Um, why don't we just do something crazy? Like we'll just nominate her. We'll send in a video. No big deal. Because um, my mom kept saying like, there's a casting near you. I was living in Virginia at the time. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, leave me alone. I'm not going. I can't even get a day off of work. So anyway, I guess they sent in a video 
And I got a call the next day saying, um, we'd love you to come out to LA. We're almost done actually with casting. We're about to uh, actually film. So this is like really last minute. So they flew me out for like a day, did the whole interview thing. And um, I was thrown on there. Like wow. literally a couple of days later, we started filming. So um, I know everyone's story is different, but um, yeah, mine was, was really rushed. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess for me, I was, I was there uh, get like for the quote unquote right reasons, right? Like I, I was living in the clouds. I was like, how exciting could it be to fall in love and, mm -hmm. um, you know, potentially get married on TV like my parents did. Like, yeah, goofy me. Your entire life got flipped up upside down basically in an instant, essentially. Yeah, I, I, I came back. I couldn't tell anyone why I went to LA at my news station because I just, they're the Gossip Central. And um, <sighs> my news director knew, obviously. And I went there and came back and got the green light and I had to sit down with my news director and say like this is insane but um I've been asked invited onto this show and what do I do I'm under contract like but what if I what if I like win this thing or whatever and I can't come back to be mm -hmm. a news anchor so we had to like work around how we ended up just kind of dissolving the contract they were really cool about it but yeah I mean literally I went from anchoring my last Sunday, I had to say like, all right, everyone, I'll see you next weekend. Fully knowing that no one would ever see me again, because wow. I couldn't say like why I was leaving. So the whole town that I used to anchor at when they did see like I was going to be on the show, I bet <laughs> they were like, what the hell? That's where you went. Yeah, um, so yeah literally flipped upside down completely. Wow. Yeah. So then I think my mindset going into that would have been like, oh, this is meant to be like this fell into my lap, like fairy tale-y a little bit, thinking that's how it was going to go. So I could see why you kind of were the way that you were on the show. But you also had this strong confidence about you, I feel like, through most of the entire time. So what was your mindset during the, sh the filming process? So I definitely, you're, you're spot on with feeling like, I don't, I don't really know if I believe in like the destiny of the world. I don't know, but I certainly felt like how the hell, like, how did this happen? Like the last minute I really, I watched Ben thought he was great, whatever. Certainly felt like it was destiny at the time. And, um, of course, like got, got a little bit of ego boosts, you know, in the, in the back, you know, thinking you're, you're, you're going to be the one or wow, you're great. Yeah. Um, and so I went into it feeling like really confident. And, um, and then the reason I was confident at the beginning was because I, and this didn't really show that much, but him and I had a connection really early on. Obviously it left the minute, like he started really honing in on Lauren uh, Bushnell, but I was confident because it's like, I had a reason to be. Um, and then unfortunately when it started turning and I was realizing that it was turning, I got I, I self-destructed and the only way, and, and you might know, like the, half the time you're there, you're like, he doesn't like me, but you feel like you have to keep going and you have oh, to yeah. feel like you have to keep fighting. And so there was part of me that was just like, at one point faking confidence because it was the only way for me to, to like survive and to, to even remotely in my mind, like validate why I was there anymore. But certainly like the confident turn, the confidence turned into false confidence, like pretty early on. And then yeah. I was just drowning from there. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like trying to tread water at that point. Oh yeah. 
I mean, half the time I was desperate to leave, absolutely miserable, but you know, yeah, it, God, it's, it was, it was pretty terrible to be honest with you. I mean, I remember watching it and then we also got to relive it again after they were playing all the seasons during quarantine and obviously they picked your season. But I did love that you finally got the moment after all of these years to kind of reconcile your time on the show and people got to see what you've learned and actually who you were. So can you speak on how you went from hating the show and like the experience a little bit to like now being like in a place of ease with it? Yeah, I um, I carried a lot of actual hatred uh, about the experience. I um, was angry at a lot of people who either don't feel bad or can't apologize even if they do. Um, I felt like lost. I felt alone. I felt like no one uh, cared. And, you know, and I'll be honest. And like, I've talked to Ben about this. Like, I felt like he could have done more at the time. Like there were a lot of interviews that he did where they would, you know, laugh about my breath or my boobs and he would laugh too, kind of Mm. thing. He didn't say, you know, guys like, you know, whatever. So anyway, I felt really upset. I carried that with me for five years, literally. Um, And then when I found out that the goat episode was coming around, I was devastated because I was like, I've done so much to try to just move past this. And now it's coming up all over again. And that was when I started getting calls from the people saying like, we'd love to have you on and we want to make this better. And I'm just sitting here like, I don't trust you guys. Throw you. Um, but in the end, they really came through for me. And I, I not in a means of like, we, we coordinated this to, to make everything better, but I went from zero trust to like, okay, you know, like I do believe they're in there somewhere. They felt like they were wrong in some way. And then, you know, Ben and I got to, to reconnect in a really good way. Like I called him before, before I was decided to do it. And ironically, I was like, you're the only person I feel like has at least my best interests at heart. Like, should I do this? Sorry. Um, and so, yeah. And when he told me to do it and that he, he wanted to make it better for me, I was like, all right, I just have to throw myself into this crap one more time and see if it pays off. And it did because so much weight just like released from my shoulders. It was crazy. Yeah, it's like one of those moments where you're just trusting yourself and hoping for the best, but it can easily go, like you said, the other way. So I'm happy that it didn't, but it's just one of those like jump in and see what happens. I had to have faith one more time and mm-hmm. that was terrifying. But um, yeah, of course, my my sister who doesn't like the show uh, was like, at first she said, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Nope. nope. And we kind of after some conversations with the people behind the scenes and feeling like maybe they do actually want this to go well for me. I was like, I just have to trust it one more time. Cause it didn't Mm -hmm. feel, it didn't feel like it was going on a new show. It felt like the ending of an experience that was really shitty for me. Um, and they came through and I, can't complain about it. But I think it was a matter of you owning that you were not in the right necessarily back then and you understood that and that you've grown from it instead of coming on and being like, Will I stand by that and fuck all y'all? This show sucks. Like, you know. No, and, and even like 
even at Women Tell All five years ago, I was like, yeah, I didn't do everything right. Like the one thing I can say even about my experience back then was I didn't enter I didn't enter that saying, I can't wait to be the villain. I can't wait to make people uncomfortable. I can't wait to look like an idiot on television. I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, and did I do everything right? Absolutely not. No, I've never said that I did. I, I have, I had foot and mouth syndrome. I was awkward. I, you know, could have been more open in the house with people. I'm never going to go on a show and not take ownership for the things that I did do wrong. But I'm also going to stand up for myself and say, like, there were things people said that destroyed me and I never heard. And I'm sorry, I never got closure. Um, And I'm also going to stand for that. Like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't the only person who did wrong. I still believe that. I agree with that. And there's also like producers weren't necessarily in the right. Editing wasn't necessarily in the right. No one really thought about, I guess, what could happen from this and how it does affect lives. And I will say, I do appreciate how they're kind of taking steps in the right direction. I think now, especially with how they treated you and like took you back on the show and tried to help you out doing more things like that now. Um, But it's baby steps. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I certainly felt like this scene with me, I do believe that they, they, it was like a conscience improver for everybody involved. But I do think that bringing me on was kind of like a means of Writing a wrong, yeah, showing that, um, yeah, yeah, we did go too far, and yeah, we know that, and we're gonna try to not do that again, and we're gonna try to make this better for the person that we did do that to. And hey, if that helps clear their conscience or whatever, fine, I'll take it <laughs> because it, in the end, it helped me a lot. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think that's a baby step, though. I, I think they've done this before to people where they go a little bit too far, and I just think you can have an entertaining show without just you know, digging in a little mm-hmm. bit more. Yeah. So. And one of my favorite things about you is that you reach out to the villains from seasons after yours and just kind of like lend a hand or a person to DM. Um, but I was thinking of you watching now Matt's season. Um, and I, we've all been watching Victoria, Queen Victoria. Um, so I feel like she's going to be getting one of those villain edits um, right about now. So do you have, have you reached out to her yet? No, no, I haven't. Um, and, and here's why I just, I feel like there's villains like Luke Parker, right. Who's just kind of um, uncomfortable and made wrong decisions, but like in his heart of hearts, isn't a bad guy. Like, I don't get that vibe from Victoria. And I might, I might. Yeah, we're I waiting. Certainly, I certainly think that there are probably factors going in and and I'm sure I will reach out. I just, last night I was kind of like, ooh, like yeah. the the gaslighting and the the odd like behavior right away where she's it's just- It's all at once. It's yeah, like, like day it, one. <laughs> it was really fast and it was like aggressive. And so, yeah, I- I and it's not to say that I, I wouldn't reach out and support her just in terms of like, I know she's probably getting destroyed on social media and For that sure. sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just not, not quite there, yeah. but I will always try at some point. Like if, you know, if she were to reach out to me and say like, oh my God, what, how do I handle this? Of course I'm going to help. Um, not that I'm also the all knowing on how to make life better on the show, but yeah, I just got a weird, I got a different villain impression from her than I have 
Yeah. Hers right now seems just like a little bit premeditated in the way that she's coming. Like she's already being she's bringing up issues. She's just already being that girl in the house. And it feels like she wants that. But I also can tell from her there's a lot of insecurity there. I mean, she even voiced it to Matt. So I was like, well, this is definitely coming from a place. But we're she's like throwing it in everyone's faces almost to like own her insecurities in a way. But it, it's kind of a lot for now. But yeah, I agree. Give it time. But she's definitely going to need. <laughs> I, I want to give everyone a chance. Um, and that's prop half the reason why I, I like to bring villains onto my show is because I do want them to have the chance to, to I don't know, like speak their piece or whatever. Would I love to have her on? Absolutely. Because yeah. I want to know what the heck is going on. Um, like how did she get here? <laughs> you get here. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't like the whole like kind of forcing yourself on to Matt and like kiss me and um, yeah. It, it just seems it it seems different than like someone like who am I trying to think besides Luke Parker? Um, I don't know who was who was your villains. I mean, Demi was technically the closest we had, but she really wasn't a villain. She just like Demi's just like like a character of her own. But yeah, there were some behaviors that were actually like a little bit unhealthy. Yeah, uh, that I didn't love watching. Yeah, so we'll see that unfold. I was just curious to see <laughs> what your thoughts. Maybe, maybe I should. Maybe I should. One day. We'll see. I want to talk about, to your time post-show because that, I think, was probably something that w- affected most of your life Yeah. looking back. Um, you've spoken to me about this before, but just like what you went through and how you got yourself out of this headspace uh, post-show, social media, all of it. Like, how did you escape from it? How did you move on from it? And how did you grow, essentially, to where you are now? Yeah, I, um, social media was not nice to me, uh, which it, they're not nice to anyone uh-huh. really, but I, I will, I stand by the, the fact that my season was like, I think the first season where social media really ran wild. Like, I don't think live tweeting was really a thing before that. And I got, I got a lot of hate. I got a lot of death threats, a lot of just people making fun of me and, uh, some people can deal with it. Like, um, even, you know, Tammy, I just recorded with her from Peter season and she's like, it makes me stronger. Like it, that, I wish I had that attitude, but I did. Um, and so it, it broke me. And, um, I, I knew that the only way for me to get through it was to not look at it. Um, so I, I gave my sister actually my passwords to my social media and she changed all the passwords and, and I just didn't look at it. Cause it's just not healthy. And, but still, I mean, despite not seeing it, I still felt so broken. Like I knew what people were saying and, um, I couldn't sleep, but then I couldn't get out of bed and I, um, but I was exhausted all the time. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to do anything. I mean, talk about just like the darkest depression a human could be in. I was there. And, and I, I wish I could I wish I could say like what something I specifically did that made it better, but I mean, I, therapy, huge advocate, um, antidepressants, if you need them, do it. I, <laughs> it was more of an emergency situation for me. And I really just, I just leaned on friends and family. I really just tried to focus on moving forward. I, I got caught kind of sitting in that place of just like self-loathing for a long time. And I just realized that I'm not going to get better here. I have to just continue. So I got a job. I stayed busy. I, you know, just did what made my heart feel better. 
and, but it took years. I mean, it's still something that kind of gets to me. So, so I wish I could say like, I'm cured, but I'm not. I take everything takes time, but I also feel that even though that was probably impossibly hard for you, I feel like maybe now looking back, like you have grown a lot and it's kind of taken you in a different direction in your life. Like before you were on TV and just kind of, you know, happy go lucky. I mean, we all, we always grow from hard times, but we absolutely do. And I, I, I'm so grateful when I look at like, obviously I've had some weird twists and turns, but like where I'm at right now, I I wouldn't be here if Mm -hmm. I hadn't gone on the show. And it's not to say that the show like put me on this path, but it took me away from a path that ultimately I I don't think would have been right for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it did introduce me to granted like my season, you know, I had close friends for my season, but overall, like I didn't leave feeling like I had like a a season full of best friends, but I have great friends from other seasons. Um, Mm -hmm. And those, those are friendships that I value so much that I wouldn't have um, had I not done this. So I, I don't look at everything as a negative you know, I obviously wish I hadn't gone through the depression that I did, but yeah, mm-hmm. it made me strong as hell. You know, you, I had to dig my freaking heels and like find a way. I know, I know that I did wallow a lot, but I'm just someone that I just finally woke up one day and I was like, I have no choice. I have to get better. Mm-hmm. I can't be like this anymore. There's no option. I mean, now you can at least know, like, you can do that for yourself. Like, you've done it before if that ever happens again. Yeah. And I pick yourself up. And my podcast actually helped a lot, too. Like, yeah. I started it a year after. So I had my year of wallow. And then I started it. And it helped me so much to talk to people, not just from The Bachelor, but from all kinds of shows, because we all have not similar experiences, but I think we can all relate on certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, and that helped a lot to not feel like I was the only person in the, in this whole reality sphere that had a shit time and a shit edit and, you know, felt like I couldn't talk to anyone. Yeah. That's why I love talking to people too. Cause it's, you, you see an experience on TV, you think, you know, what it went like for that person, but you never really know until you talk to them. Like everyone has a different experience, but also everyone has very similar experiences in going on any type of platform like that. that. Like didn't like weren't villains, like people that looked great on the show still come out having, you know, insecurities mm-hmm. or mental health, um, irregularities. It that's it's, 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 it's widespread. Um, and you can learn from everyone's experience. Yeah. And I, I like that. I help other people grapple with with their feelings too in many ways like I like giving people a space to open up about things because I got that and it helped me a lot and so yeah I mean sometimes I'll interview people and they'll be like thank you so much for like letting me talk and I'm like yeah that's that's the goal (laughs) talking out like therapy yeah it really is just everyone listens to it and has things to say about and it. judgments on it sometimes <laughs> yeah. but it's yeah. fine you're going through some huge changes now you've started this new career path you're going to grad school it's so exciting but also I'm so sure really hard um how did you decide to like take this new step in life I was in a long distance relationship and um was happy 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 thinking like we're gonna keep doing this we were never discussing like moving or anything like that but I thought like okay we'll keep seeing each other 
Mm-hmm. We'll see where it goes. And I was happy doing that. Like I was at, at Delta and I was really happy with that job because I got to meet people, talk to people all day, and then also had the flight benefits. Uh, and then the pandemic happened mm-hmm. and my whole life, I mean, Delta obviously is one of many industries, the airline industry that got hit really hard and still is. And so they offered a package essentially to people who wanted to quote unquote early retire. Um, so I took that. And um, also with the borders being closed, my relationship ended. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, kind of like square one, you know, yeah. what, what do I do? And, um, you know, I've, I'm going on my fourth year of my podcast. And as much as I like having my own schedule and being flexible, I know we were kind of talking about this earlier, but mm-hmm. um, I kind of am ready to have like a, a boss and a nine to five. And yeah. um, I just miss that. <laughs> I miss health insurance. <laughs> oh my God. You know? So like, it's like, a thing. <laughs> so, I, yeah. Um, that yeah, that's a reason enough to get a job. <laughs> it's, it's what I needed. And so, yeah, I'm in graduate school to get health insurance, but yeah, no, I, I've, when I look at career wise, um, when I I'm in a digital marketing program, I kind of inadvertently did marketing myself by kind of rebranding myself in many ways and then marketing my podcast. So I was like, I could really see myself doing this, you know, in a, in a corporate setting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I applied to a bunch of schools. NYU was my dream school for undergrad. And I applied and got waitlisted and was like, <laughs> so I knew one, once again, I had to come around the bend, see if I could do it. And this time it worked. And so I'm at my, my dream school, love my program. It's hard as hell, but we're, we're having fun. Do you have any fear around it going like back to school, I feel like there can always be like, if you're like going back to homework, going back to tests, going back to like figuring out what you actually want to do with life. Yeah. I mean, my first day of class, well, first of all, I was, I was afraid to be the oldest person in my program. You know, I'm 28 years old. Most people go to graduate school. Well, I hate like to right stereotype on it, but yeah. typically right after your undergrad. Um, so I was just worried about my age. I have been out of the school setting for what, six, six years now. Mm-hmm. And even my undergraduate program, journalism, you know, we didn't have tests. We, we just like wrote um, articles and did stories. So I haven't taken a legit like test, studied for a test in probably eight, nine years. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I had to relearn how to be, how to focus. And then I had to do some pandemic, right? Like yeah. half of the time we're on zoom and you're muted and you don't know it, or you're like, you're in class and you're miles from your other classmate and there's really no interaction or study groups or anything like that. So how long are you supposed to be in grad school for? Two years, two years. Two years. Okay. So you're one and a half years left. (laughs) Oh God, (laughs) It's going to go by fast. I will. I mean, that first semester flew by, um, and I'm sitting here already trying to plan like where I could see myself working, what I could see myself doing. Um, because like, it'll be a month before graduation before you know it. And I want to make sure I have something at least like locked or an idea of what I'd like to do. Yeah. So yeah, I'm constantly thinking ahead. I know always in the head, right? Like what, what am I doing? What's my purpose? I don't live for the day. I wish I did, but I, I just, same. I don't. <laughs> I'm always thinking about the next thing. Like, like a year ahead. What am 20 I years ahead? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that it's a lot of like taking risk on yourself just to make that next step. So I'm happy for you. I'm excited for you. Thanks. Yeah. Lady. Really happy. I, I was worried that 
I wouldn't like marketing. I, I was, you know, had never taken a marketing class, but God, I like, I like what I'm studying. I like what I'm doing. Um, and I like the program and obviously love being back in New York. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super happy. Like, obviously the end of a relationship is hard and leaving Delta was hard, but, but maybe this is the one time in my life where I've been like divine. Yeah. Divine. Meant to be. <laughs> maybe I'm not going to say that, but it was yeah. the only time where I've been like this actually led hard things led to something good. This maybe. is true. Yeah. If it feels right, I guess for yeah, you for now. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> I know. I mean, whatever gets you by, right? <laughs> it makes you feel good about this tuition I'm spending and yeah. all that. Stuff. You're also really good about staying off social media and like I think really setting boundaries with social media. And that can be very hard for anyone that's been on TV or feels like they have to stay in the scene or whatever the hell it is. Like, how do you manage like when you're on social media, when you're off? Like what is what is your mindset around that? You know, it's funny is like I, I follow a lot of like people who, you know, post incredible, even like make makeup in the morning videos. Right. And it's just like, how did you do that? What did you do? Like, I, I don't even, um, I'm a terrible, I don't deserve any following. Um, (laughs) I post maybe once a month. Um, even you, you come up with these great little spinnies and the outfits and I don't know how you did that. Um, I just, I think one, I, I just don't know a whole lot and I, I have, I should, should, because I'm obviously in digital marketing. I know things. I just don't, yeah. I don't have any interest in it for myself. Well, sometimes it's easier if you're doing it for another company versus like your actual oh, brand. Like it's less like, pressure I, I've in a way. Jokes. Like my dog is here with me now in the city and I've posted more to my dog's account than I have to my own. Um, but I think it's just a combination of, I've, I'm always going to feel a little bit kind of just jaded by social media um yeah. not like or before I kind of was a, a private person like and then there's a combination of like why would any I'm I, I'm wearing overalls I've worn this exact outfit four days in a row I love this outfit though <laughs> nothing to offer on many fronts so um yeah I'm, I'm really selling myself Follow me. No, you should. I mean, when you do post, it's very well thought out. It's very in depth. It's very. I. I. I feel like I connect to it. Um, my captions. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will say, like, I used to travel a lot, um, and a lot of my content was travel related, and that's what I enjoyed sharing mm-hmm. a lot. But obviously, since the pandemic started, I haven't gone anywhere, and so I think there's also that aspect of like I literally don't have content to share even yeah. before this I, I I wasn't really um like a, a a fashion content or a beauty I know a lot of people lifestyle um I, I just don't know much about yeah. anything but traveling and so now that I can't do that it's like you know, I maybe it's like a boundary in my mind I mean I respect it because I'm trying to find the balance too because like sometimes even being in a relationship now I'm like what am I what should I be posting? What am I comfortable with? What is he comfortable with? Well, like we're living together. So it's a lot. Yeah. I think y'all's relationship content is cool um, and funny. And like you do those little questions. Yeah. He doesn't always love it. Sometimes he really loves it. And sometimes he's like, can we not? Picture men. I mean, even my ex, um, there was a part of me that wanted to like protect him and protect the relationship. And, um, you know, my following or whatever is, um, a sore subject for me typically in relationships. I, I don't, 
uh, like people to know what I've done mm. uh, or why I have the following that I have. So there were many times I just, people didn't know why I was in Amsterdam all the time. Like I would post that I was there, but I never showed his face or anything. And so, yeah, there's also part of me that's just like wanting to protect um, the, the space around me, uh, yeah. not open up other people to terrible ways of social media that I, yeah, I it can go like south real fast so yeah i'm yeah. i'm like teetering with that too i'm like doing I a little think dance you do a good it. job i think you do a good job you share you. you share enough you share cute little moments in your relationship yeah. to me it's very authentic it's not forced um yeah, yeah i i don't i don't like content that is forced mm-hmm. uh, i don't like following that and so yeah no so I, yeah, I like, I like you. I like following you. Um, I like following you too. I love following people. I, I yeah. like what people do. Um, and I'm very inspired by a lot of people's content. Um, I'm not very inspirational myself, but, um, but that's okay. That's more than okay. I mean, you have your ways of being inspirational. You do it through your podcast. You do it, like I said, through your once in a, every month or so posts. I post once a month. I'm terrible. I don't even I don't even promote my podcast. I'm just like, I forget. I'm like, okay, listen, that's cool. I, mean, I don't have an Instagram for my podcast. I don't have a Twitter. I did finally make a Facebook page, but like two years after, <laughs> like, I'm just, yeah, I, I shouldn't be in marketing essentially. Is what I'm I, I, again, I think it'll be easier when it's not about you, when it's like about something else, when you can like channel the energy out, but it's in there. I know, I know she's in there. Uh, I can't wait to delete everything and just focus on that. That has been the theme of anyone I've talked to. It's like, I can't wait to have that day where I can just be off of it. Like I talked to Mike Johnson and Connor and they both said like, they can't wait to like make a billion dollars or whatever amount of money they said, and then just get off social media and be off of it forever, which I was like, great. When I get a job in a year and a half, that'll probably be the end of my podcast because I, I can't. Yeah. I mean, really, to be honest, the only reason I use social media at this point is to reach out to people for my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to have Instagram because that's where people are and that's how I have to reach people. Yeah, that um, makes sense. If I don't have that, I really, to be honest, have zero reason to be <laughs> on it. Um, my dog will always have a page, but I don't personally. That matters. Yeah. <laughs> She matters to me. Uh, the yeah. world needs to see her. Oh, so yeah, sure. that's what I'm waiting for. Like a year and a half. Ho- hopefully I'll be, no one will have to look at my page and my, I'll mind. just have to like email you and or text yeah, you. And little, like, I want you to write me a letter. <laughs> I'll write you a handwritten letter. <laughs> Give me an address. I want to go back to those days. I would love those days. That sounds beautiful. Like when I started dating my boyfriend, I was like, we're going to get a journal and we're going to write like love letters in it. We stopped doing that since we live together, but so Feel cute. Letters to my college boyfriend. Yeah, it's so like I don't know, intimate and sweet. I have a little binder, like a I, binder. I those days, I'm so old school. Did you go ham on the school supplies when you went back to school? Oh my gosh, yes. Well, what's so funny is like we had so much stuff from from high school at my, yeah. my house in Austin, which is where I was before I moved back here. So I just took all sorts. It was all hand me downs, but the binders and the little dividers for. Oh. Class. I might go back to school just to get more school supplies. And so it's been so great. And and I got to look through all my old homework, like to, to clear everything out. And it was so fun. Oh, that is fun. I forget about those days. I love that so much. Heck yeah. Like I said about this before, I wanted to make this somewhat of a transitional whatever theme of the podcast. And I feel like we could just close this off with some like final questions. I'm kind of playing around with them because obviously I don't know what the hell this is going to be or what it's going to be called, but we're just going to go. To this day, I don't know what my podcast is. 
Um, all right, let's. I'll ask you these questions. They're kind of like broad, but you can you know answer as big or as little as you want. Here we go. Where or with who do you feel the safest? Ooh, good question. I mean, probably my my mom and my sister are like my safe spots. Um, yeah, I love them a lot, and they're just easy to be around. And it's probably at our family home in Austin, where I've lived for. We moved there in 2000 and we still have the house and that's like our little haven. Yeah. So we grew up on, on six acres. We didn't see cars or people. It was just the land. So like, you know, when we were quarantining together during the pandemic, it was, I mean, not to say it was fun because in many ways it sucked, but we were all together on our land and we just got to, you know, hang and like, you know, so that's probably my where and my who are all here. I yeah. need to go to Austin. I keep hearing about it. Everyone oh, keeps moving so. to Austin from LA. And from New York. Yeah. New York, we'll yeah. say Austin that we moved to in 2000, it was a different city than it is now. And it's not to say I don't still love it, but the Californians came in and the, the Porsche and the Elon mm-hmm. Musk and the tech. And it is a very different, very city. different still spot. great, still great. Just doesn't have the like charm that it did in 2000 for sure for me uh second question do you remember a time in your life like a rip the band-aid off moment where you like left your security blanket behind and just like took a chance Mm. um it was probably it was probably moving to new york the first time after the bachelor um I was like really lost. I was living at home because I like couldn't do anything. Um, and, and part of the whole ripping the bandaid in terms of like buck up and just figure it out was moving to New York completely blind. Um, didn't have a, an apartment, didn't have any plans. Um, and it, it didn't work out in terms of like me staying there, but it, I'd say New York was one of the things that got me, made me better in many mm-hmm. ways. Um, yeah. And yeah. That was just a spur of the moment. One day I just was like, I'm going, pack my bags. let's go see how it goes. That's big. Yeah. I mean, I think because in New York, there's so much going on there. You're like, I don't, my problems aren't that big. There's everyone's got something it's like crying in the middle of the street. Yeah. The amount of times I've cried on the subway with like 20,000 people around me. I can't even I count them. New York. Every day in New York feels like seven days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I've talked to many of my, I do believe that every human should have a New York I, I always say this, it, even for like two months. You will never be stronger than exactly. you've ever been after a time in New York. It is like a city that I've never loved and hated at the same time in the same day. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I do love it. And yep. I think everyone should live here at some point. It'll take like everything out of you, but then give you those little moments to fill you back up. In your bank account, yeah. it'll drain your faith in humanity in many ways. But my God, it's fun. It is fun. It's a good time. <laughs> exactly. Rip that bandaid. Just like- rip it off. Um, I'll say this is the last question. Um, how do you know or when will you know the feeling of when you're in your purpose? Oof. I, I think I actually just posted about this. I feel in my purpose right now in my life. And I'm trying to pinpoint a, a knowing, but I mm-hmm. think it's just more of I, I feel fulfilled in in almost every way. Romantically, I don't have that yet, but in every other way, I wake up and I feel fulfilled. I wake up and I'm excited for what I'm going to do that day. Um, I feel like I'm bringing a lot to the table. 
um, that's when I know that I'm doing what I am should be doing. I'm on the right track, I guess. Um, and I felt that a few times in my life, but I think as I've gotten older, you know, I'm 28 now and definitely more settled in my life. And so having this feeling right now at this age is like, okay, this is, this is it. Yeah. I don't know if it's a, a knowing, I mean, what, what's your, what's yours? I would say it feels different for everyone. I just would say it's like a feeling of joy and also just like comfortable. Yeah. It just feels like not easy, but like there's ease in that feeling. That's um, my dad has always said that is something you also feel when you you're in the right relationship. Yeah. It's like comfortable, not in like, this is easy all the time, but that it's easier. Even the hard stuff is easier. Yeah. I haven't had that feeling yet with a man, but it'll happen. other ways. I have. Well, it's good as you know how to recognize the feeling for when it happens. I know what it looks like. Uh, mm-hmm. Just whether I can spot it right away, whether yeah. I leave it, if it's not right, that's the problem. But yeah. I do have that in the back of my mind. It's yeah, it's just something internal and it's going to feel different for everyone. But yeah, thank you so much for being on this little episode with me. Will you tell everyone I guess tell everyone what your podcast name is because that seems to be where you're more active and then social media. (laughs) You'll find me regularly. Um, Yeah, so my podcast is called Mouthing Off. Um, You can find it probably where you're listening to this one. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, um, radio.com. I interview a variety of reality stars, not just from The Bachelor, but I do like to talk to Bachelor people more. Mm-hmm. Um, I've Sydney on and, um, just get to ask questions about people's experience. Hopefully they tell it like it is. Um, <laughs> and that, yeah, episodes come out every Tuesday. I am the only place I'm active is Twitter. Okay. So if you do want to follow me on Twitter, um, it's at Olivia Caridi, uh, and I'll, I'll post there like at least once every two weeks. I'm like you on Twitter, the way you are on Instagram. Like I'll do like one one a month every two months, and I'm like, cool, I did it. One or the other, honestly. Yeah. It's like you're super active on Instagram and never post on Twitter, yeah. or vice versa. And for me, like I just like the Twitter. I like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's Olivia Caridi on Twitter, and you can also look on Instagram. But I, I advise yeah, if you want. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well. Like I said, love ya. Thank you so much. Love you too, babe. And good luck with school. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to figure it out. This is just, just it's a journey. It's a journey. Exactly. One day at a time. Give up. I, I like, I love a podcast. Don't. Me too. Well, that's the thing is like, I've, they've always gotten me through a lot of difficult times. And that's why I wanted to start one because I, I've been in dark times and podcasts oftentimes were like the thing I needed to hear or like the break from my day that I needed. So that's why I wanted to do it. So yeah. Just stick with it. It's uh God, it's, it's a tough, I mean, trust me every other week. I'm like, what am I doing? It's work. (laughs) Why am I doing this? But it is worth it. And it's very fulfilling. Keep it up. Proud of you. I will. I'm proud of you too. Bye. Bye. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Like I said, this is in between, but we're going to figure this out together. I'm not going anywhere. I want this to be a podcast like all the other podcasts were for me where I can be a little break from your day. We can talk to amazing people and get inspired and stay hopeful and hopefully hear what you need to hear in the moment. So as always, please like, share, subscribe, review, 
give us those five stars or give me the five stars and share this episode with your friends. And we'll figure out what to call it. So if anyone has any suggestions or really cute names, you let me know because I need to figure it out. So until next Wednesday, bye.